Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Put Your Mind at Ease, where we're taking the first steps toward finding peace of mind. Wow, it has been a while. Um, it's been kind of crazy between internship, finishing up class, finishing my thesis, graduating. I graduate next weekend, guys, and it's insane to me that after three years um, and a lot of hard work, I will have my master's. It's so exciting. Um, so I had put a poll up a couple days ago um, asking if anybody knew what the window of tolerance was. So we are going to be talking about the window of tolerance today. This is kind of going to be like a part one. Um, next week, part two, we'll be talking about how the window of tolerance helps with um, PTSD and trauma, um, as well as how that um, affects veterans. So I wanted to kind of start with this because when explaining that stuff in part two, it kind of gives a better idea and you're better able to understand all the information that I give when going into that and what I'm talking about. So um, let's get into it. So what is the window of tolerance? Um, so the window of tolerance was created by Dan Siegel in 1999, um, and it's basically used in trauma-focused therapy. Um, it's a framework um, for understanding um, emotional responses to daily life stresses and um, reminders of traumatic experiences. Um, the window of tolerance is when <clears throat> that is where you are most comfortable. That is where you can handle stressors um, without becoming dysregulated. It's basically like when you're sitting in uh, traffic <clears throat> or when you're driving and somebody cuts you off, you get aggravated for like a second, but you don't really get like dysregulated. You don't get thrown out into this like violent rage and you don't go into like this deep depression. And what I mean by violent rage or deep depression is there are two different states that you can go into once getting out of your window of tolerance. That first one is called hyper arousal, and the second one is called hypo arousal. So, um, and the way that it looks, if you can kind of imagine it, is there's a window in the middle of a page. There's like a square in the middle of a page. And then above that is a little tiny box and it's for dysregulation. And then above that is another is a rectangle that is hyper arousal. When you're looking towards the bottom, again, you'll have you'll see that your window of tolerance of the things that you can handle. There will be like a little box that will say like dysregulation. And then underneath that, you'll be have another rectangle, which then will be hypo arousal. So I'm going to be kind of discussing um, what hyper and hypo arousal are, kind of what the feelings are, what the emotions are that go with it. Um, so the hyper arousal state is basically when an individual gets bumped out of their window of tolerance and you're filled with feelings of being overwhelmed, aggravated, anxious, um, and you basically go into fight or flight mode. Um, which I think another important aspect of this, um, which I will kind of get into at the end too of discussing of like what flight, fight and freeze mode are. Um, the hypo arousal state is when the individual is bumped out of the window of tolerance um, and they become spaced out, um, zoned out, sad, um, feeling numb. Um, and when individuals get bumped into this state, they end up going into freeze mode. Um, there are 
So now when you are thinking about your window of tolerance, your window of tolerance can be really big where like things just like roll off your back and it doesn't bother you. Or your window of tolerance can be very, very small where somebody cutting you off in traffic will set you into a full-blown rage mode of like cursing and speeding towards this person to yell at them through the window. Like it could, it, it could go either way. So, um, this also, again, is used for as a trauma-focused therapy. So the way in which individuals respond to traumatic events um, can make it that you're, depending on what has happened to you, depending on what kind of trauma you've gone through, your window of tolerance can be really, really big, like I said, or really, really small. And the way that your body and the way that you process those emotions will also contribute to whether or not your window of tolerance is really, really big or really, really small. Um, so when using this model or this directive of the window of tolerance with clients, it's to be able to give the individual a mindful track of what each state looks like for them, what emotions they feel, um, and be able to build on resources to be able to tolerate more and more to make their window of tolerance bigger. So what we want to do with the window of tolerance is we want to see where you're kind of at. That's why we have like our clients draw this. And then what we will do is if they do have a small window of tolerance, our goal end goal is to then create a bigger window of tolerance for them so that they are able to deal with more stressors, daily stressors that come along um, with ease and being able to cope with it better. And then being able to again, like implement them to make their window of tolerance bigger. Um, This directive gives individuals a chance to be able to pinpoint those emotions that coincide within each state, and it gives them a better grasp on the ways to handle them when they appear in their everyday life. Um, And I'm not sitting here saying that when you feel anxious or you feel rage or you feel depressed or sad that those are bad feelings and that you shouldn't be feeling them but when you do when somebody does cut you off when you are on the parkway or just driving on the highway and you go into that full fledge of like you only see red or you only see black and like you don't like really know why you all of a sudden get triggered like that it's just to help so that way you don't get go from zero to a hundred like so quickly. It helps you to be able to kind of tone things down a little bit and really be able to use coping skills and type of strategies to work through to be able to build your window of tolerance. So if somebody does cut you off later on, you kind of just look at them and you're like, meh, like whatever, dude, like you really didn't have to do that, but fine. Like, and it doesn't even bother you anymore. Um, Again, you'll be able to start practicing incorporating coping skills and strategies um, of also ways that you could also re-enter back into your window of tolerance. So again, when you are in your window of tolerance, that's things that you're able to handle um, on a day-to-day basis that don't really stress you out. Um, even if it does stress you out, it doesn't like bump you into this uncomfortable um, like emotions When you do get bumped out, you can first get bumped out into dysregulation. Now, dysregulation is when 
you are feeling anxious, but you are able to bring yourself down back into your window of tolerance with ease by doing breath work or doing a meditation or listening to music. Like it's very simple and it's very easy to get out of dysregulation and back into your window of tolerance. But when you go into hyper or hypo arousal, that is when it takes a lot more. So that is what the working is, is to be able to then, if you do go into those states of either being dysregulated or going into hyper or hypo arousal from your window of tolerance, that you use these coping strategies and it will, and then bring you back into your window of tolerance, thus expanding it. Um, so hyper arousal comes with emotions of also feeling anxiety, fear, anger. And again, like I stated, that are common in the fight or flight like states. Um, These emotions can quickly arise and they can occur when a person becomes very overwhelmed or overstimulated. Um, You can also get some type of sensations of like physical tension, racing heart, shortness of breath, um, sweating, um, clammy palms, stuff like that. Um, and when these emotions or sensations begin to appear, this is when normally you are starting to either get bumped out of your window of tolerance or you have, depending on how bad they are, that you have fully reached that you were bumped out of your window of tolerance and now you are in this state of hyperarousal. Um, so again, being able to draw this out, write this out, just simply write, writing the emotions. If this is something that could be helpful for you, if you are the type of person that goes from zero to a hundred really quick with certain things, this again is not to say that you are doing something wrong and that you shouldn't feel the way that you feel. This is just stating that there is something that is triggering you And you feel as though maybe you don't have control over it. So this will be able to give you that control to be able to pinpoint, okay, well, I feel more rage and um, anxiety and being overstimulated when I'm in hyper compared to feeling this, 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 and this, Um, whatever the textbook may say, you know. Um, It just gives you that understanding to be able to see how you are reacting to things, when you are reacting to things, maybe you learn what your triggers are, what emotions you are feeling. And then that also gives, if you are working with a therapist, it gives them an idea of different type of coping skills and strategies to be able to give you to then use to then help you work your way onto shrinking your hyper arousal state and widen your window of tolerance. Um, now when you go into hypo, again, that is the exact opposite of hyper. Hypo arousal is known as the shutdown or the fixed collapse response. Um, this is when you can become overwhelmed with such low and numbing emotions that it honestly will send you deeper into the state. So it's kind of dealing with that sadness, with that depression, um, maybe not even knowing why you are feeling this way. And that is totally okay. That is normal. Um, but again, when this happens, normally something triggers you. And again, a trigger is when you feel threatened or there's a reoccurring memory of a traumatic event um, or reoccurring like 
intense emotions that you have felt with past trauma before and it kind of just brings it back up to the surface and that is when you can then really dive into the hypoarousal state and it becomes hard to get out of. Um, Some of the symptoms that are present when in the hypoarousal state is like depression, numbness, emptiness, um, a flaccid body, a blank stare, inability to speak or inability of wanting to really speak in general, um, and disassociating and disassociation. Um, again, having insight to these really just gives you the opportunity to learn more about your emotions, to be able to regulate them, and to then kind of see different ways that you are able to then expand that window of tolerance. And again, that's what this end goal is, is we want to expand that window of tolerance. We want to make it easier for your day-to-day life that like nothing bothers you. Um, The reason that this is used is it is used to help build self-esteem. It is used to help um, fostering self-awareness, reducing your anxiety. Um, and I mean, that's what art therapy does in general. Um, and many directives do that, but especially with this one, this really helps to give you building that self-esteem because it's giving you that opportunity to know where this is coming from and maybe also heal some of the trauma that you have that are giving you these triggers that are giving you this like response to these things. And it gives you that opportunity to heal from them. Building that self-esteem of like, okay, I'm working on myself. I'm being more confident in myself. I'm knowing where this is coming from. Um, reducing that anxiety of like not maybe not knowing where this is coming from. And fostering that self-awareness of in that moment. Because again, we tend to forget about in that moment like, oh shit, I need to calm myself down. And it's hard. Everybody does that. I have been in that more than once where I all of a sudden I'm in defensive mode or I'm in rage and I just don't think about what it could be like to take a second, take a deep breath and really like think about things. I just go straight for basically like the jugular. (laughs) Um, And I feel like a lot of people do and that's okay. But using this and doing the window of tolerance – just really helps to foster that self-awareness of, okay, when you start to feel your chest get tight and your pa- your um, palms get like clammy and or you really start to feel like your fist clenching and you can really start to see like that red or you're feeling like you're overheating because you're getting to this rage part of you. It is able to give you this opportunity to be self-aware of like notice that this is happening taking that step back, incorporating those um, coping skills and strategies, and then being able to either not even knock yourself out of your window of tolerance, or if you are slightly knocked out of it to then get back into it and again, expanding that window of tolerance. And I know that I've said that so many times, but again, like it's the most important thing is like when you have a small window of tolerance, everything and anything can set you off and send you into hyper or hypo arousal. And when you are constantly in those states of fight, flight, or freeze, what ends up happening is 
it messes with your body, it messes with your brain, it messes with the nervous system, and it completely rewires things. And when you are constantly in that, you don't know anything else. So changing it is not going to be easy and it's going to be really hard, but in time, it makes it easier for when things do happen later on that since you've done the work now and you've also rewired now back to using those coping skills and understanding and taking that second to take that breath and calm yourself down, you're rewiring your nervous system, your brain to be comfortable and to be in a calm state at all times, which is where we want to be no matter what. And again, things are going to happen. Things are going to come up. We're going to get anxious. We're going to get depressed. We're going to get angry. There's no stopping that. And that's okay. But we want to make sure that we are taking care of the way that we react to things because we don't want to end up again messing up our the way that our brain is thinking and the way that our nervous system is working for our body because then it turns us into this whole it gives us a, like this whole utter shock basically um and then again it's working towards getting back to what i guess in a sense normal is if there even is kind of a normal but like our actual bodies being in a calm and regulated state is kind of what i mean um so touching base on what fight, flight, and freeze are. So fight is when basically you, somebody is basically coming at you with something and you are ready to go. Like you are ready to start throwing hands. You are ready to absolutely lay your life down for whatever is about to happen. Um, And Flight is when something is happening to you and you end up running away um, and you don't want to deal with it. You completely make up excuses, whatever it may be, but you take yourself and you remove yourself from that situation, which in some cases, yes, that is good. But in other cases, sometimes when we are doing this, it can bring us into that hypo as well, as well as bringing us into that hyper and it just makes our window of tolerance a lot smaller. Um, the freeze is when something is happening to you and you literally, again, just freeze. You become numb. You are unable to move, unable to speak. You really don't know where to go from here, how to fix things. Um, you just kind of feel stuck. And these are also important and probably will be another topic that I will really dive a lot more into in another episode. But For the sake of it of just keeping it short and brief now so you get an understanding of what the window of tolerance is, these definitely affect the way that hyper and hypoarousal and the way that your window of tolerance is. And again, being able to have that self-awareness of which is what and what goes where in whatever state helps you to then again expand your window of tolerance. Um... So again, like I said, this is part one and I will be doing part two next week. And again, I'm going to go into um, how the window of tolerance works with um, trauma, the way that it can help veterans, um, the way that it helps with PTSD as well as TBIs. And in a sense, the way that like specific drugs um, can actually lead to knowing which kind of state you are the most comfortable in.
not saying that it's like where you want to be, but also a lot of people don't really know that like some people will use substances when they are bumped out of their window of tolerance to actually get back into their window of tolerance. And again, I'm going to go into that all next week, but this is just to give you that idea um, and kind of to give you that understanding of what I'm talking about when I bring it up next week. Um, because I feel like this is something that a lot of people may know about, but at the same time, they really don't know the terminology of what hyper and hypo arousal are. Um, not really thinking about the different coping skills and everything, which I will go into next week of what you can do and things that you can use. Um, but again, this week I kind of wanted to do this to be able to give you a little bit of an understanding of what it is. So next week when I am t- discussing it and talking about it, um, you're able to understand it. You're able to know what I'm talking about, know what I mean, and be able to kind of see all of this in a new light. Um, I love talking about this. Um, this I actually used for my thesis. Um, so basically next week too, I will be using parts of my thesis in my podcast because this is something that I truly am passionate about. And I really do think that the window of tolerance is such a great art directive and it really does give a perspective of certain things that a lot of people don't think about on a daily basis. Um, and again, when we want to get to that point of like, being confident in ourselves, being self-aware, having our window of tolerance be like grow and expand is very important to thus be able to incorporate those things. Um, so I hope this was like good information. I hope this is something that maybe you can use and help, um, you kind of figure out, you know, what your window of tolerance is, maybe drawing it, maybe writing it, maybe even just listening to this, like it helps you to give an idea in your brain of like what um, specific feelings or emotions maybe that you can already like pinpoint that you go to and maybe how big your window is already. Um, I'm excited for next week and kind of getting into all of that. So um, again, this is such an important topic. Um but I hope you guys enjoyed it and we will do part two next week. So thank you for listening.